From here on Earth 616 to the multiverse, this is the Marvel Guys Podcast. Your number one source for everything Marvel. Reviews, characters, comic books, new releases. It's all right here. Now, let's welcome your hosts, Jordan and Spencer. Welcome to another episode of the Marvel Guys Podcast. As always, I am your host, Spencer. And, well, I'm not your host, Spencer. I'm your host, Jordan. On my left is my co-host, Spencer. You know what's funny? I was getting ready to say on my left, but I got tricked and bamboozled because this episode is about our friendly neighborhood, Captain America, Chris Evans. Ooh, yeah. Chris Evans, the man. He got, I was thinking about... America's ass. That's what it was. That's what I it was. was. So distracted. So distracted. <laughs> Easily distracted. I mean, come on. I mean, come he on. Was, he's the yeah. He's Captain America. He's the Human Torch. He's Buzz Lightyear. Such a nice guy. Buzz Lightyear is out right now. Boy, I, I really thought I was you for a minute there. Mm-hmm. He had me tricked. So, <laughs> the topic of the day is Chris Evans as Captain America. Will he reprise his role? Won't he? Should he? Can he? How will he? How much money you paying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, all these things that really matter uh, to Marvel fans. And there's a very interesting interview you brought up, uh, Lightyear. And in the press for Lightyear, an interviewer was very curious about his role in Captain America and uh, Endgame. And he asked Chris about taking that role again and being on the screen during a Marvel movie as Captain America. And Chris really thought deeply about it. And his exact quote, as I wrote down, was, that seems to be something people would want to see, but I don't want to disappoint anybody. You know, it's tough. It was such a good run, and I am so happy with it. You know, it's so precious to me. It would have to be perfect. It just would be scary to rattle something that is, again, so, so dear to me. And that role means so much to me. So to revisit it would be a tall order. There's many ways to react to this. My first and most prominent reaction is he's coming back. Like, that is not somebody who says... I'm done forever. That's somebody who says, I got to want it. I got to feel it. I got to trust the writers. The money has to be right. And the fans have to be clamoring for it. Mm -hmm. And I think Marvel does hit a sweet spot where three, four, five years from now would not be shocked to see Chris Evans back donning that helmet. I would not either. And while we're on the topic of Chris Evans, I think you also have to talk about RDJ. Throw him in that conversation too. These are two guys that led Marvel to what it is. Um, and at least the MCU, that is. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. I, and we know this because this is the hard part, and this is what I've talked about a lot with a lot of people, is comics are immortal. You know, they'll they'll live on longer than we will. And problem with that and the problem with movies is these are still people that are being played by actors so 
Real people. Yeah, real people. And so the problem becomes, okay, yeah, the, the way that this universe is built, anybody can come back. Anybody that's died can come back. That's not something that's a far-fetched idea. That's not something you even have to think about. Anybody can come back. And we're in a multiversal world now. Yeah. So, but the problem becomes, yeah, how much do you pay these people? I mean, look at, you did that, look, Google, if you've ever been curious and you've ever hated your life, Google how much these guys made in their main run in the MCU. It's yeah, incredible it's amounts crazy. of money. Yeah. And you could argue they were underpaid. Yeah, that exactly. With how much money they brought in. Right. So, yeah, I, I think that so anybody you, you can agree. come back. Yeah. I, I, yes, because of where we're at currently. I would say that I wouldn't say, honestly, I wouldn't say that this interview swayed me one way or another. I think it's just the current climate that we're in with the MCU. Yeah. Easily. It it always felt like he, Chris Evans is like the sweetest guy and he really like truly cares. And and also, I mean, you don't want to say it like this, but he's not where he is today without this character. Like, Oh no, he is captain America forever and always. Chris Hemsworth is Thor. Like these are people, Tom Hiddleston, Loki, like it's not like, I mean, okay. So Robert Downey Jr. Owns, owns, owes a lot to their reprisal of his career, but he had a long career before this as well. Mm -hmm. You know, there are actors that come in an MCU that have already done a lot of what they wanted to do or establish themselves. Benedict Cumberbatch is another one. Yeah, absolutely. And, And in their own rights, many have like, you know, uh, Samuel L. Jackson, Tom Hiddleston was fantastic in a lot of things, but nobody truly cared about him on a macro level yes. until he got the low key role. And even when he was doing um, a roundtable discussion, they were like, "Well, what does everybody recognize you as?" Inevitably, he said Loki. Like every time, Loki. So it, it matters. And he, I know he's the type of empathetic person that feels a little bit of like gratitude that he he owes back to the MCU, he's played his part beautifully, but I know one day if they say you, you want to take over this role, I really have a cool idea, a cool script. What I was waiting to hear from him is no, I I love it too much to ever go back to it. Like it's not something I ever want to mess with. I can't do it. Mm -hmm. That's a guy that says he's done. Yeah. This guy, the guy that answered that question, that's a guy who has, satisfaction in how it ended but is willing to find a different path provided that it's good enough yeah and so it would really i think it's going to come down to trust and money uh it's not easy to play that role and it's unforgiving to the body too so he, he would certainly need to be paid and he will when he eventually comes back but with that being said and we've discussed this in the past, but let's reflect our on our thoughts. Chris Evans, Google, Marvel, it all comes up on your screen, and it says this director is having you know Chris Evans to play this in this storyline. What is that storyline for Spencer? What is that one that brings him back? The uh, I think it would be a Secret Wars event. I think that's the best way to bring him back. Uh, or like Secret Invasion storyline. 
Those are the best ways to bring him back. You bring up back Captain America, you bring back Black Widow, you bring back Iron Man, and they appear to be the similar heroes that you knew and loved, but they're not. I just got chills. Yeah. I mean, that's the best way to bring them back. That's the easiest way to bring them back, too. And it's the best story to bring them back with. Um, I would throw a caveat in there, like Secret Empire, that story uh, would be another one you could do just because of the implications of like ter- like basically bringing Chris Evans back as Cap, but as a bad version of Cap, the evil version of Cap. Um, and Sam Wilson has to fight him, but at the You're same time. My- yeah, I think those are the ones. <laughs> I was like, wait a second. I said, <laughs> you Google it once. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, no, that that's fair. Uh, I think a lot of people right now want to see the movie where he goes back in time and returns the stones and you see all the stuff that happens to him. Um, I get why people want to see that now, and I would love to see that now. But it feels a little bit Loki-ish. It feels like what's really the obstacle there? What's How do you tell that correctly um, without making it like a Disney short, you know? Um, him returning the stones would give you great moments. I mean, you get to see him when he meets Peggy in the past for the first time. Uh, he gets to see Red Skull and reunite and see if he recognizes him. Um, all these little things where, you know, maybe he goes back and talks to Stark, you know, and has that conversation. Whatever it is, it really would be a pretty cool TV show. Yeah. Um, more than anything. But I think if we're going to get the movie or even the show that I would prefer, give him his bad guy run. Get, give yeah. Chris the chance to be Hydra Cap. I, I want to see Hydra Cap because that's something that you can do basically whatever you want with it. Uh, because Hydra, as we know it, in the same way that pretty much every organization that we've seen so far in the MCU is dormant. So you can use him to bring back kind of the rise of Hydra in a futuristic um, society, or you could do something from the past in an alternate, you know, the possibilities are endless. And ultimately seeing him go up against Captain America, Sam Wilson. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. I mean, how can you imagine? incredible would it be to see him face to face with Sam Wilson with Sam realizing that's not the cap that I know. And I'll add to this. <laughs> oh my God. Because there's people that are probably listening to this and they're like, you guys are crazy for even thinking that's a thing. No. Because what we learned from Falcon and Winter Soldier is that the government wanted more cap. Cap's gone. The guy that they have isn't a super soldier. And they don't particularly want him. <laughs> yeah. And so, and you have the power broker out there with, you know, so you have all of these different super soldier serums that were created, right? So it's not far off to imagine that at some point along the lines of the history of Steve Rogers as Captain America, they used his DNA and cloned him. That's not a, that's not a crazy thing to think about. I mean, this is a work of fiction that we're talking about. It's not like this is a real life. Zola but like, was around forever too. Yeah. So it's not a it's not a far fetched idea that this would be a thing. And how do you make a perfect story for Sam Wilson? You do that. 
because if anything, you're gonna love Sam Wilson's cap even more at the oh. end of it. Um, yeah, it would be like the the a Hulk Hogan against like Andre the Giant. You know, yeah, it's really like what's the best villain for Sam Wilson? Mm-hmm. You can't tell me that there's a better trilogy villain than an evil Captain America that's a Hydra uh, informant or agent. I, yeah, I, I mean. Can you imagine if they kept that secret and he appeared on the screen? Oh my oh gosh. Oh my god. That would oh man. And I'm not so sure that Sam would would win easily like No. He, no. He would probably That'd be the fight take of his life. L for a while yeah. and maybe need some support there where you could introduce another character. There's a lot of cool possibilities. Mhm. There's a ton of really really cool possibilities. And what's the power broker going to be up to? That's the other part of it. Like, so the the cool thing with this is if we're, if you're going Secret Empire route, you don't have to attach Hydra to it because I think that you're That's telling true. the story too much that Hydra's just dormant and been there. And like, how long is Hydra going to be a thing? You know, you could also just say that the power broker, she got control of things and somehow they were able to clone Steve Rogers. You could tell that story however you want to, to be honest. But well, you can associate that with a power broker, with yeah. a, a, in, a, in her own organization that she's working with. Absolutely. So I mean, everybody wants their own super soldier, right? That's, yes. That's the whole idea. I mean, let's be real here because she has access now to the government and the government files that could show that, yeah, we were trying to clone Steve Rogers and it failed. I'm sure they and did. And now the power broker has all this power and access to money and the equipment needed to do it properly boom that's how you have a backstory for that so yeah well and hydra is dormant right now it's pretty much disbanded but so is shield at this point right um who is alive and well at the moment is sword um obviously they took a bit of a shot in wandavision um they're you know presidents or whatever you want to call it got in trouble for shooting kids um (laughs) but they they cloned vision yeah. You know, so like we've seen a precedent for this almost like in the last what year one division was was out about about a year ago. Yep. Um, And all they needed was chaos magic to complete his, you know, his body autonomy. Uh, so, yeah, any of this is possible, certainly. And if he wanted to do it badly enough, I, I have no doubt an evil cap would probably pique his interest a little bit more than like a mm-hmm. victory lap, I guess uh, that, you know, it'd be awesome. It really would to see him and um, Natasha and uh, Tony all kind of come back in, in their own light to have one last battle. Yeah. Um, I mean, how amazing would that be uh, to, to take down somebody even maybe not a greater threat than uh, Thanos, but just like a more active threat. Uh, more relevant threat, uh, depending on your perspective. Because if I'm dying, that's as big as the threat gets, right? So, the 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 way that I was thinking of it with Secret Empire, Secret mm-hmm. Invasion, right? You're you've had this story told out through Falcon and Winter Soldier that these people that live in this universe, like the normal everyday people that live in America, yeah, they don't have a association with Ant Man. They don't have a association with Falcon. He's even though he's the new Captain America, they don't have an association with him. They really don't. Right. Um, so the way that you tell that story is you could say that, you know, the Steve Rogers that we see 
fighting them. Like, so you have Robert Downey Jr. You have uh, Natasha Romanoff. You have Steve Rogers come back. Uh, when they come back, they're scrolls. They're bad guys. They're fighting. But gotcha. the problem becomes that the people of Earth, they're not really going to care about the actual heroes in that situation because they're going to be like, oh, yeah. Steve Rogers was on the moon. They don't know the difference. <laughs> yeah, they don't know the difference. They don't know scrolls like that because it probably will never break news that there's scrolls. You know well, what I mean? The scrolls probably run the media. <laughs> so Exactly. So people of Earth would clamor to seeing Steve Rogers again, yeah. to seeing Iron Man again after assuming that he's dead, right? They would love so it. they would eat it up. And that's how you win. The, I mean, even if you don't, you know, the scrolls accomplish their mission that way mm-hmm. because you're creating even more of a divide between the people of Earth and their heroes. It's kind of similar to like Civil War where Zemo knows oh, I don't stand a chance if I go one-on-one with either one of these Avengers, let alone all of them united. How do I tear them apart? Oh, there's this thing from the past. Let me put them through these trials, basically, and let them tear each other apart. That's how you... I think that's how you write that story, if that's me, but... How excellent would it be if we get this long-term storyline and there's a, a great conflict going on and you're like, Oh my God, the, the new Avengers or whatever you want to call that new group we have are like down there. There, there's an issue here mm-hmm. and like strange offers a portal or something to, to recruit from an alternate reality or something like this. And they recruit their buddies, you know, yeah. Stark and, and Captain America and Natasha and like, Oh my God, it worked. And then they realize these are not their buddies. These are not the people that they know and love. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden their fight just got that much harder. And oh, yeah. the audience going, oh my God, not only did we just feel a euphoria of our, our heroes that we grew up with are back, we just got Uno reversed into our heroes <laughs> are back. And now they're the wall that our new heroes that we love are trying to break through to get past this obstacle and how do you put over those new heroes even more you have them beat them beat the old heroes beat the old heroes passing of the torch it's the rock and hogan there's so many wrestling perfect references in this episode but yeah i mean how many ways can you go about doing this and and i don't know man i think chris evans is is open to all this i think he sees it i think he gets it Mm -hmm. i would be shocked if a decade from now he has not reprised his role me too um it's certainly possible he doesn't but there's too much money to be made there's too many good stories to tell and it's a it's a fascinating character um but i i really believe you got to leave his character alone yeah like that's done that story's over i don't even think you should go back and retell the story of the stones because that moment was perfect don't screw that up like that was that let it be and then let's tell another story yeah that adds on to the legacy instead of like sometimes when i'm anybody that relates to this maybe you're out there you know with with attention disorder basically i'll write something down on a on a page on a piece of paper and i'll look at it and i'll go i don't love the way i wrote that yeah and i'll start just 
drawing over my previous one, but I can never match it perfectly. And it always just sticks out a little bit. I'm like, ah, oh, that's annoying. Let me fix that. And by the end of it, 30 seconds later, I've got like a bold font going on. <laughs> I'm like, this looks terrible. Don't mess with the imperfect because it becomes wrong. Yeah. You know, let, let it be. There's no such thing as literally perfect, but that was as close as it's going to get. So don't fix the frayed edges. Yeah, I like what you said. And I'm going to piggyback off of that a little bit because I was one of those people that was kind of like clamoring like, oh, man, we need to see what happened when he returned the stones. That would be a very boring show. Like that would be the most boring show you've ever seen in your life. Sure, you'd see Chris Evans again as Captain America, but he's going to be basically just going around stealthily putting them back and just leaving. And then eventually getting to see Peggy again. And then that's where it leaves off. And for those people that think that like Red Skull, seeing Red Skull would be a big thing, I don't think so. I really don't. Because the name changed, right? And with a name and an identity change, Red Skull basically died when that happened with the stone and all of that. Yeah, he may not recognize him. He's not going to because he's now the keeper. He's not Red Skull anymore. There's no personality attached to that. When you're a keeper of the stone, there's there's no personality. There's no thoughts there. You can't touch the stones. You literally have one purpose. Plus, it's it. a different actor. <laughs> yeah, right. They wouldn't remember him. Yeah. Wasn't even on set. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I don't think that he would even recognize him at all. And even oh, if he point. did, there's no personality. There's nothing there. Yeah. I think we're overrating that storyline. We really are. Because it and does sound fun. It does. But, like, don't waste. It's like when you have one throw left to knock that balloon with a dart. Like, you don't just, like, close your eyes and go, oh. Yeah. You you give it to your best shot. They step up, guy or girl, throw that thing right down the middle. Mm-hmm. You know, let's, let's hit a bullseye with this last one because it could be great. Yeah. Like, this could be the greatest thing you've ever made in Marvel. Don't throw it away for something that could be fun. Right. Interesting. Right. You know? Right. It, it should be, you got to use your, your cards the right way. And that, that's just the best way I'll put it. Because if you if you bring back Tony and it's not the biggest thing of that year, you screwed up. Yeah. And if you bring back Cap and you don't have the best storyline of that year, you screwed up. Because Captain America 1 and 2 and 3 were all the best movies of their year. So don't screw up the fourth one that could potentially be this amazing calling card for Marvel. Yeah, and I think that there's a lot of people that think that Marvel can do no wrong right now. I think if you bring back, like you said, if you bring back Chris Evans and it's not something that is talked about for generations, you've really screwed up. It has to be a a home run. Yeah, it really is. And And I know that this... It comes across as a certain way because when I when I sit here and I say this, I totally am reminded that I'm also a Star Wars fan, right? Mm-hmm. And in that community, you have a lot of that. You have a lot of people that are like, oh, don't do an Obi-Wan Kenobi show unless it's perfect. No. You know? And you can't do that. Yeah. This Obi-Wan show was great. And it was great in its own way. Were there some weird moments? Sure. But that's Star Wars, right? Marvel, I feel like, is on a different plane right now. And that's the problem, is that they are way up here and everybody else is way down here. 
at the moment. Everybody's waiting for them to screw up. Yeah. So if you don't bring back Chris Evans, that's fine. You're okay. You're you're fine. But if you bring him back and it sucks. Anticipation's through the roof. Oh. That's why I miss uh, a Captain Marvel and an Eternals like gets this low fan rating as compared to the critics because the critics don't really go in with like this bias of I'm expecting this great Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. They really go in with like, is this a good movie? Yeah. And they get pretty good ratings and then the crowd is like, you know, I thought it was going to be better. And it's like, I get it. I totally get that. That's the whole idea of like expectations don't set them because you'll always be disappointed. Yeah. But that's the point, you know, being a fan is short for fanatic for a reason. We love what we love. We hate what we hate. Mm-hmm. And we try to find somewhere in the middle um, for most times. You know, if I see a Marvel thing that I'm not really interested in, it surprises me because they are really good at least making things uh, matter or fun or like all time great. That's like the three different categories. Like if yep. if you want to watch ragnarok and beyond like you need to watch the thing that matters which is thor 2 it's not gonna be an amazing experience but it's there it it is something you need to watch and then you have ragnarok where you're like oh my god this is freaking amazing you know but then you you watch the first thor and you're like this is good it's fun (laughs) so we go through all these different emotions and hopefully the you know love and thunder is the the latter but i don't know i i think we'll see chris evans before too long and it wouldn't shock me to see him in the next three to five years uh, reprise his role as as Captain America, whether it's the current version that we know, an older version, a past version, a future version, or an evil version. I don't know, but uh, we will find out, I'm sure, over the next maybe year or two, if we start hearing rumblings about him potentially coming back, I would say place your bets. Uh, yeah. If you're not hearing anything, then maybe he's just enjoying his career. You know, he, he doesn't – I don't – think he has a family or anything right now he's single as far as i know so that's in our favor hopefully nobody uh you know grabs his heart <laughs> in the next three years and he just focuses right. on his movies right uh but we really appreciate appreciate you guys hanging out with us um please do check out uh our facebook at the marvel guys podcast our instagram the marvel guys podcast and we will talk to you next time peace You've reached the end game of this episode. Thanks for tuning in to the Marvel Guys podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform so you never miss an episode. For more information or to connect with Jordan and Spencer, check out themarvelguys.com, the Marvel Guys on Twitter, and the Marvel Guys podcast on Facebook and Instagram. We'll see you next time.